How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba Effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then, I would come on this show to defend those opinions. But now, hey, who cares? Joining me today, not gonna lie, this is one of my favorite people in all of Los Angeles, possibly all of the country, maybe even in all of the world. He's got a style that is undeniably smooth. Ladies and gentlemen, the only podcaster you can trust. I'm talking about myself, Adam Todd Brown, also joining me. He is a fantastic comedian. He's a soccer fan. That's weird. He's the co-host of a podcast called Late Night Podcast. And he's got an album out called Dandy Man. And he's a good, good friend of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, Stuart Thompson. Jeff's here, too. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me as co-host today, Jeff's back. Hey, hi, hi, Unpopular. You didn't even do that obnoxious thing where you mock what I'm I, saying. I, I never do the thing. You do. And I don't know why you seem to think that that's a thing, but... You do it. Now you're talking about it, which makes me feel like you're pretending that I did do the thing, which is fucking... I'm being sandbagged here, and I don't like it. That's what we do here. Hey, Joining us as guests this week, for the first time in a long time, Stuart Thompson. How's it going, oh, it's man? It's good to be back. Adam, Jeff, I am so glad to be back. It's great to see you both, and uh, although we are not in person, I am grateful to see you two on my screen. This is so positive. I hate it. Yeah. What's <laughs> happening what right now? Show? Yeah, this is weird. I'm uh, not used to- Friend cast? Since... Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I got an evil laugh and sincere vibes. <laughs> <laughs> I contain multitudes, gentlemen. Stuart, thank you for joining us. Stuart hosts a fantastic podcast called The Late Night. Do you still do The Late Night Podcast? Well, we are on hiatus for a little while. I'm working on some other stuff right now that hopefully you all will enjoy sometime soon. But in the meantime, I have a really cool album out that people can enjoy called what? Candyman. No, that's yeah. enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can listen to it wherever. It's on Sirius. It's on Pandora, Spotify. I make the most money if you listen oh. to it on Sirius. It's on, it's on- <laughs> parlor <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a breitbart feed <laughs> that somehow very streams nice. it. Yeah. video I'm episodes on oan yeah. yeah you can you can I... click on one of the chirons on fox news <laughs> or dandy man are they are they going extinct like the white race like <laughs> oh off to a roaring start hey it's fitting <laughs> i should tell people we're doing a local news roundup episode we do these from time to time because you need to know what's going on in the communities and states you don't live in, in this country also. And that's what we're here for. I don't think that's usually what we're here for, but 
when I need to research an episode way in advance, it's certainly what we're here for. So <laughs> let's get to it. It's almost Halloween as we record this or as it's coming out, something like that. Or maybe Halloween just passed. What's time anymore? Who knows? This was Halloween. This was Halloween. Time's a flat circle, everybody. Sure is. All right, all right. So we should probably talk about candy. There is an article I found in local Detroit news, because Detroit doesn't have bigger fish to fry when it comes to news. So nope. there's an article. Bigger toxic fish to, to fry. <laughs> I can't stress enough, the clean water is in Detroit. The shitty water is in Flint. It's when they switched from Detroit sources to the Flint sources is when all the problems started. You got great water, Detroit, probably. This story, it's about the most popular candy in Michigan for Halloween. And it would have been a lot more controversial if we talked about it last year. But this year, most popular Halloween candy in Michigan Starburst. That's a good choice, right? I'm not mad about it. I noticed that Michigan is a fruit-centric candy. They're not a chocolate state. And I fuck with that. Yeah, I spent a lot of time working at the comedy store, and Don Barris, who is from Michigan, would close it out, and he would often talk about all the fruit production that would happen in Michigan just to show Michigan's prowess. It's like um, number two in apple production and number one in Bing cherry production, something like that. So wow. these are these are these are fruit people, you guys. Oh, so are they the ones that came up with Cherry Clan candy, the ridiculously racist candy? <laughs> Those were so the good, CC. though. They were so <laughs> good. They were lemon heads, but they had like the eye thing and the rice hats on or whatever. Oh, and they shit. were cherry no, flavored. I've, I've never too. heard of these. Well, you got lucky on that one. How about Alexander yeah, I, the Grape? Oh, so good. Those were the best. I don't know what grapes those were supposed to taste like. <laughs> Put them in my mouth. Oh, man. What's your preferred Starburst flavor? Me personally? Yeah. I like the cherry. I mean, cherry. I know that's I know that's a popular it's a pretty popular pick. But here's here's a less popular one. Second favorite, lemon. That's my number one, baby. Yeah, I like a lemon I like Starburst. A tart, I like a sweet and tart candy. Yeah. A tart they candy. should make one that's called something like that. Yeah, that would be <laughs> yeah, maybe form it into ropes too on the side. Stu, yeah. what do you like? I'm a pink man. I like, I like the pink. Mm, yeah. yeah. And I do like an orange as well. I'll, I'll handle a cherry, but I often will discard <laughs> the yellow ones. Those go in a, a Goodwill basket. Oh, wow. We, rude. We've covered all of our bases here on the flavors. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, could, we could split a pack together and I'll be happy. Yeah. Everybody would have, be great. Yeah. We'd all have yeah. something to eat. I also like the side projects. Like you can buy an all reds pack of starburst which is the cherry and then all the red ones from all their like tropical and mm. and man that's that's a trip that's a yeah, that's a journey right there the it's like a delicious, for all the bloods it's a delicious <laughs> game of russian roulette yeah. sure is no matter you, you pull the trigger it's a flavor explosion yeah we live in a curated world there's you know <laughs> it's time for us to have you know yeah. i get to pick what flavors yeah. you make the pack it's like customizing your own shoes yeah yeah Where, where's the get... guy go to get a small batch artisan pack of starburst <laughs> yeah <right>? artisanal <laughs> I, I need uh i want to get an oops all citrus thing of of starburst i would fuck with that yeah yeah because i, I like the that. oranges a lot too i think what this it really is... comes down to is i just i like all the starburst i love candy i do most too candy. yeah i love most candies minus a couple of halloween classics that i'm not a huge fan of yeah, speaking of that, had we covered this story last year? Favorite candy in Michigan for Halloween? Candy corn. That that would... That, 
You deserve all those white nationalist militias with opinions like that. (laughs) I was going to say that. That's correlation versus causation here. I bet those white nationalists are the reason that candy corn is so popular. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe. Because it was like an old white candy. (laughs) Yeah. I think we're starting to see the effects of all the water being poisoned in Michigan, and it's starting to really affect people's brains. It would have been funny if if their number one candy was like root beer barrels. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> number two squirrel nut zippers and you're like what the fuck is happening mary oh, james <laughs> yeah 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 oh michigan you know they love their bitto honey and you're like i love a bitto honey though i mean who doesn't like bitto honey that's a good candy but man that I'm is like tr- a distant eighth place you know that that's like if i was at a candy rack and bitto honey was there it's not getting picked up no probably not a lot more candy than i do it's a gift for someone yeah we do yeah we clearly do Jeff grew up fat. I grew old fat. (laughs) We know candy, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Candy corn is still the second favorite candy in Michigan, which is out of control. Skittles, number three, also respectable. I cannot vouch hard enough for a pack of frozen Skittles. You buy yourself some Skittles. You put them in the freezer for an hour. When you put them in your mouth, they crackle like Mm. pop rocks. Okay. Throughout the bag, as you eat them, the consistency changes. At first, they're like crunchy, but then you the give end. it a minute. And Pure then liquid. Yeah, by the end, yeah, you're drinking them. But midway through, they're like chewy and still kind of cold. And then by the end, they're just regular Skittles. You're not tasting the rainbow. You're riding the rainbow. You're experiencing the rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're living the rainbow when you're you eat You're vibing the rainbow. Frozen <laughs> Skittles. That's such a weird state thing to do, though. It's like it's all fruit-flavored stuff, minus candy corn, which is ass-flavored. But, <laughs> like, Starburst and Skittles, it's like, that's not a lot of variety, ladies and gents. Yeah, yeah those are those are two sides of the same coin, basically. Yeah no, yeah, no chocolate going on here? What's nothing with caramel? Nothing with nougat? What's going on, guys? Well, speaking of that... Skittles have nougat, yeah. Nougat Skittles. <laughs> We will always be the kind of podcast that goes the extra mile when it comes to research. So upon reading this story, I did my own research and clicked through to the study that they pulled all this from. Turns out most popular candy in the nation for Halloween, Reese's peanut butter cups. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. That's a now good choice. Talking. That's California's number one. I like a peanut yeah. butter with grit, so I yeah. really appreciate the Reese's peanut butter cup. I like a peanut butter that you know you're chewing when you have it in your mouth. Yeah, yeah, and it's not quite like a Butterfinger level of grit because that's oh, just no. peanut butter shale. That's, like, that's yeah, sedimentary that, rock. That's going to get layers of teeth. That. That's what they make yeah. candy corn out of is the innards of Butterfingers. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I, I was they would taste better if they syrup. did that. Yeah. Isn't it just corn syrup? Well, who knows? It's candy corn syrup, dipshit. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, favorite candy in California. That rules. Top 10 favorite Halloween candies in America. Here we go. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, Skittles, M&M's, Starburst, Hot Tamales. The fuck? Sour Patch Kids. Wait, real quick with the Hot Tamales one. Is this from like gumball machines? No, you can still buy buy Hot Tamales in boxes. Sure, you can, but like. (laughs) It sounds like they just. It sounds like they just interviewed my friend Ryan Lipkin from fifth grade because every time we would go to the movie theater growing up, he would get hot tamales at the candy store next door and sneak them in. And I was like, this is a commitment to a bullshit candy that I cannot understand. <laughs> the commitment of bringing hot tamales. That's like bringing sneaking in bubble wrap. Like that is the <laughs> loudest candy you could possibly get. Well, if you're it eating- sounds like a box of cereal. 
if you're eating <laughs> boxed candy in a movie, you're an asshole anyway. You at least got to wait until something loud happens before you start shaking that shit around. Oh, fuck that, man. Go to CVS, get the 99 cent boxes that they sell for six bucks. Yeah. Right up the street at the movie theater. Yeah. I mean, I usually get combos and sweet tart ropes at the 7 Eleven on my way. Rounding out the top 10 Sour Patch Kids, Hershey's Kisses, Snickers, Tootsie Pops, Candy Corn is number 10. Still man, sneaking in on these lists. I feel, yeah. I feel like Tootsie Pops made it because of how cheap they are to buy. Oh, I like them, but those chocolate ones can go to hell. Yeah, Tootsie I, Rolls are bullshit. Tootsie yeah. Pops I mean, are... You know what, though? Fruities, the fruit-flavored Tootsie Rolls. Yeah, I, I don't mind a Tootsie like Roll. A, champ, a lemon, those lemon fruities, the lemon Tootsie Rolls, very good. And I like a Tootsie mm. Pop. I just don't like those chocolate ones are out. No, who's doing that? Wait. Tootsie Pops are nostalgia specific. Yeah. yeah They're like, no, remember are... the Mr. Turtle commercial? Eat a fucking, yeah. eat a 10 cent lollipop or whatever they cost <laughs> now. I don't know. Six bucks. I don't know how much. <laughs> yeah. That's the inflation rate. Um, Adam, I just want to commend you. Um, this is the only time, by the way, that I think it's good these days to do your own research on something. Every time I hear someone say, I'm going to do my own research, it's them eventually arriving at vaccines are bad. But now it's like, no, this is. This is how we find out about the things we need to know about candy I've, preferences across the country. I've said a few times, people, when they say I do my own research, what they mean is I get all my information from Twitter. Like, that's yeah. that's all that means. And it kills yeah. me when people are asked about the vaccine and they're like, well, I'm doing my own research. It's like, are you running clinical trials? It's been over a year since we've had this vaccine. You're sure? Yeah, maybe you're still doing it science. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you should ask an actual scientist or doctor instead of doing your own research. Seems yeah, like I'm not trusting anyone who asks me for questions when it comes to math or taxes or yeah. science. It's like if you if you hit me up because you didn't understand the homework growing up, I'm not helping you now. <laughs> <laughs> you should not be trusted. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't you get a C? Weren't you cheating off me in, in high school? That's not a, that's not a good move. <laughs> Let's go through a few other weird entries on the top candy list before we move on to less consequential news. Connecticut's favorite, <laughs> Almond Joy. That is the opioid epidemic at work right there. <laughs> no, I was going to say that's the I was going to say the opposite. I was going to say that's some white white people's shit right there. No, they have pawned all their good candy. <laughs> no well, one wants to say the Almond Joy. Almond Joy. <laughs> almond Joy. Yeah, you have to have a, a real solid underbite to say that. Yeah, Ooh, an yeah. interbred. Yeah, a, 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 a cousin's cousin's third cousin's marrying kind of a lot to keep the wealth in the family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Almond Joy is the worst. Well, Mounds is actually worse because at least Almond Joy has an almond in it, and almonds I'm, are good. I'm going to disagree with you. No, they're terrible. Not, I, I actually enjoy a Mounds bar. I would say that it is probably because of the smooth subtlety of the dark chocolate whereas mm. the almond joy has the milk chocolate oh, okay and then the sure. reckless mashing of coconut and high fructose <laughs> corn syrup together listen it makes an absolute delight <laughs> see, it's each, a real fucked up german chocolate cake <laughs> to I, each their own but you should have your head pulled over your shirt and be beaten with a lead pipe for that what opinion. if instead i buy a mounds bar and beat you to death with it that would, and then eat it. that would be so ironic. Or no, they are perfect. Georgia, favorite candy, Swedish fish. Good for them. Yeah. Louisiana, only state that prefers lemon heads, which lemon heads are top tier a, candy. That's a flavorful candy, though. That's the kind of people that like, I'd say smoking packs of cigarettes 
all the time to kill their taste buds is why they go after Lemonheads. Oh, now I can finally taste something now. <laughs> Could be. Montana's yeah. favorite Halloween candy, double bubble bubble gum. Fuck that's a, you, Montana. That's a weird one. You stupid asshole state. Yeah, I like candy that turns inedible after three days. Montana's probably swallowing the double bubble, which I also do. I don't know why I'm insulting them for that. Yeah. <laughs> I've never gone through a pack of Big League Chew that didn't end up in my gut. Yeah, same. Yeah. Here's a pick I can really get behind. Ohio blow pops i love I it pops good. Choice. I, pop. I definitely do prefer the gum at the end of the you know pop experience than the tootsie roll well it's because you like said I'm, yourself you don't like a tootsie roll yeah but i'm willing you know when it comes at the end of like one like that that blue tootsie pop like I, that that combination of flavors somehow works for me but the but grab the gum it's yeah. like all right listen I, I now i got some gum i can i have something to chew on and i can you know, it's like a there's an arc to this story that I, I appreciate. Fuck, I fuck with a green apple charms blow pop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a, and it's one of the rare green apple experiences that you get. Rare, the, <laughs> one of the rare good ones. There's green apple stuff out there, but it's not sure. not always good. Like it's my least favorite Laffy Taffy. I don't fuck with Laffy Taffy. Oh come on, where do you get no. jokes from? Popsicle sticks. Oh, that grow makes sense. grow up, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, let's talk about Chicago. We always do on these episodes. And this story is Chicago as fuck, which I should mention. I love Chicago. All of our shows we've ever done there are so fun. I grew up not far from Chicago. Great city, but it's also batshit insane. It is, in terms of news, it's kind of the Florida of the Midwest. You really hear crazy shit. It's like if the Florida man was just a corrupt politician. That's Chicago. Like, you're always going to get Chicago man stories and it's always going to be some alderman who is forcing women to sleep with him to get their doggy daycare licenses confirmed. It's an actual story that happened on one of these episodes. Anyway, a woman had her car stolen in Chicago recently. Nothing Tale surprising. Time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nothing surprising about that. Right. What is surprising is that she had her car stolen twice in the same weekend. Man, that's, that's an omen. That's, that's the indication you have to move. Or at least get a new car. Yeah, I was like, I think there are several omens that you need to move (laughs) in this woman's life. Yeah. First incident happened 8.24 a.m. on a Friday. 45-year-old woman, she was driving a Jeep in the 3300 block of West Wabansia Avenue, right there on the cusp of Humboldt Park in Logan Square. Everyone familiar? Totally. Yeah. (laughs) There's that store there, and there's some homes and businesses in the area, uh... if I recall. I I remember there being a White Castle, maybe. Yeah, almost certainly, yeah. There's probably a Taco John's. That's a big thing in the Midwest. Oh, the one with the pizza place at the corner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, we're all on the same page now. That's the one. Her car was parked in a gray minivan, pulls up, blocks her in. A man gets out of the van, pulls a gun, and demands that she get out. She complies. She gives him her keys, and he still knocks her to the ground and takes her shit and then drives off with her car. But the good news is they located the car later that day, and she got it back within the same day. I would like to say that shout out to whoever found the car, because in most places, when your car is stolen, you just, you're just you never getting your car back. Yeah, it's usually a lost cause. Try calling the cops for help. It's not happening. Yeah, I, I wonder if it was maybe like a family member spotted it somewhere as opposed to the police doing any actual investigative work. Or like LoJack or some shit. Yeah. 
It's more than a stolen car, though, in this case, because it was a car jacking. So in that case, I could see the police doing some legwork because there are actually a lot of carjackings happening in Chicago right now. I mean, there's probably always a lot, but especially a lot now. Either that or the media is reporting on them more to make it seem like there's a lot. So Joe Biden can send a strike force into Chicago to take everyone's guns. What? What's happening right now? What, what's black- happening? Nobody I knows. blacked out for a minute. Sorry. (laughs) So she gets her Jeep back and she has it back for about a day because at 1 p.m. on Sunday, that same weekend, she parks the Jeep in the 6600 block of West Henderson Street in Dunning. Anyone ever been? Uh, West Henderson and Dunning? The churches. Yeah, I winter in Dunning. Yeah. That's why I miss Jeff all the time. Do I mean there are churches or that there's a church's chicken? Doesn't matter. You find out for yourself. Go over there and check. I'd like me some church's chicken, though. There aren't enough church's chickens out there. Where did they fuck up? They Remember when they had that one? It was like that purple hot sauce that they put on that shit? Purple pepper sauce. Tasty. Yeah. (laughs) So good. Remember when I I remember I told you that when I went into a church's chicken and they got scared of me in the church's chicken? And then I realized, like, oh, they thought I was like a cop. Yeah. Yeah. Being like a racist. (laughs) I was like, no, I just really want like a tasty chicken sandwich. Yeah, I miss Church's chicken. I miss Brown's chicken. Anyone ever been to a Brown's? Never been to a Brown's. Very similar to Church's. They were open till four o'clock in the morning, which is amazing. Wow. But so were the bars in Peoria. So actually, I think Brown's was open till five in the morning. You could get fried okra there. I fuck with fried okra. Yeah, man. It's very, very good. Very good. And the one around the corner from my house when I was growing up had a soda machine that sold knee-high. So it was like knee-high peach, knee-high strawberry, and they were a quarter each. Magic. What what a fago. Yeah, it was was pretty great. And if you've never had a knee-high peach, you didn't grow up as poor as me, but go seek one out. It's fucking delicious. So yeah, this woman's car got stolen again from the 6600 block of West Henderson. Jesus. If you have any information that could lead to the return of her car, please let authorities know because it's just gone now. Don't jack cars, folks, listeners. We're an anti-carjacking podcast. Yeah, if there's anything that we're about, it's about letting people have their own goddamn car. We're car guys, clearly. (laughs) Welcome welcome back to Car Talk. Oh, 100%. (laughs) I am such a car guy. And yeah, that's the extent of the story. What if the same guy took it? That I mean, he knows be what it looks like. Yeah. Just he knows like how to like get it. ex-husband. <laughs> like, that's my oh, fucking man. Jeep. Yeah. Yeah. Could have got repoed. In Chicago, she might have like an outstanding $175 parking ticket, and they will impound like, yeah, your car. car now. Yeah. Yeah. They'll impound your car and auction it away. Quick question. What is? What do you guys think is worse? Is it worse to have your whole car stolen, or is it worse to have a critical part stolen? Because I've had my car battery stolen on Christmas Eve before, and my girlfriend has had in twice in the same year her catalytic converter stolen. Oh, that platinum. Yeah, yeah. and it, you know, and it's it's a it's a thing that's been happening in L.A. where, especially with like Priuses and like Camrys and Corollas, it's quite easy to steal the battery or steal the catalytic converter from the Priuses, and I feel like it's somehow worse to like have most of your car, but not one critical part. I fantasize about having my car stolen. <laughs> Same a little bit. Like Just I legitimately for the freedom of it <laughs> to not be tied to that car ever again. Yeah, but I own it outright. But it's like the right. worst. It's the worst car I've ever got. Fuck the 2013 Ford Focus. <laughs> 2008 Ford Focus, best car I've ever owned. 2013 uh-huh. Ford Focus, albatross around my neck. Biggest mistake <laughs> of my life, and I'm divorced. 
podcast brought to you by the Ford Focus. Fuck, fuck that car. Fuck the Ford Focus. Go to fucking bomb the 2013 Ford Focus factory. They're still making them, right? They're still making 2013 Ford Focuses in the yeah. factories? Punch 2013 Ford Focuses. Yeah, much like Batman for that period of time. They're just lost in time. Just floating <laughs> through the ether. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. So let's talk about the police. I feel like the Dallas PD come up on these small town podcasts that we do also. I don't know why I said small town yeah. because Dallas, Dallas isn't is not that. a small town. They have that they one have... horse town, Dallas, <laughs> Texas. I met yeah. local news, which with Dallas their, does have that with their one horse America's football team, the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I feel like the Cowboys are going to the NFC championship this year. You know why? Because they got Sean McKeon. I don't know if that's why, but they are very good. Very helpful. Shout out to my former student <laughs> slash tight end for the Dallas Cowboys, Sean McKeon. Oh, uh, he taught this man? Mm-hmm. Wow. Taught him how Very to play cool. football, even. Crazy, yeah. huh? <laughs> I played catch with him. In but, can you imagine the, the, last, the last time I spoke to him, he was a 14-year-old child. And then the next time I spoke to him, he was like a 24-year-old man on the Cowboys. That is crazy. So let's talk about the, the Dallas Cop Boys. Anytime you bring up a police officer in a news article, it's never going to be like, Hero Cop did a thing. Yeah, unless yeah, it picks an, up litter on the freeway. <laughs> unless it's an article like a cop wrote. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a Facebook post by a, un, <laughs> by a police union. A Dallas police officer named Reginald Jones turned himself... Are off to a great start, by the way. Reginald <laughs> Jones? Jesus. Is that because that's a black name, Stuart? No. No, it's because Stuart, I, is that every why? person... Every person I've met named Reginald was a white dude who is like the the fifth or sixth guy in his family named Reginald. Mm. <laughs> and it's, and it's like, I don't think that's the case here. <laughs> <laughs> you, I don't think this Ponzi scheme Dallas police officer is uh, necessarily that. But who knows? Could be. He turned himself into the DeSoto Police Department after a warrant was issued for his arrest. According to the arrest affidavit, the Dallas Police Department's Public Integrity Unit received a complaint from another Dallas officer saying Jones was promoting a pyramid scheme by recruiting individuals to pay money to participants and then recruit new participants in order to receive money in return. I could have just left it as pyramid scheme. The rest of that was just a really quick primer on what a pyramid scheme is. Also, he looks like Charles S. Dutton. (laughs) Maybe it is. I don't know what that guy's up to. Is that too dated of a reference? You guys remember Rock on Fox? Yeah, there was an episode recently where we had to stop and Google and see if Charles S. Dutton was still alive. And I've already forgotten the answer, but I think he is. He might be. Alien 3? Rudy? (laughs) Oh, yeah, when you put it that way. He was just that'd, in Rudy, so... It'd be he funny was, if Reginald Jones had another Ponzi scheme where he was getting people to believe that he was Charles S. Dutton. Or even better, if this was Charles S. Dutton doing the role of a lifetime. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's still alive, by the way. In March 2021, Dallas police interviewed Jones. He told them participants in this scheme paid $100, 
$500 or $1,400 into what are called gifting circles. And from there, each of them were required to bring in at least two more participants in order to be blessed by eight people. Meaning if you bring in two more people, eight people are going to send you money. According to the affidavit, Jones involved at least 159 participants and made more than $48,000 in money transfers. Should we do this? Question, real quick. How much money did some of those 159 participants make, though? Because it sounds like a really good deal. Yeah, sounds like a great investment. Honestly, I dropped $1,400 into a gifting circle, and I make... I mean, it's it's endless how much money I could make off of this. That would be funny if everyone made $48,000 and the police are like, nope, illegal anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like this guy's trying to do that murder on Middle Beach storyline just without the murder i haven't watched that there's a whole thing about a ponzi scheme that's going on and it's pretty wild how it takes off but i like a good ponzi scheme by the way i mean how many women that we graduated with are now embroiled in mlm ponzi schemes yeah isn't it ponzi why you're saying it like it's japanese food well maybe i said it wrong i don't know so here's a quote from aaron wiley a former U.S. prosecutor, if it was associated with a good or something in exchange and paying for that, and that's one thing, but if you act like money is coming out of nowhere, like the more people you have, the more you're going to make, well, that's illegal. Here's how a blessing circle works, everyone at home, if you want to try it. Someone asks you to invest $100, but then you have to recruit two people, they also invest, and they recruit two more people, and they also invest, and so on, and you're promised that once that happens, your $100 will turn into $800. I need $800, man. I do. I, same. You know what the thing is, is I have a structured settlement, but I need cash now. <laughs> mm. Have you called J.G. Wentworth? 877-CASH-NOW? 877-CASH-NOW. All right. Stuart, you were supposed to say it in a very deep baritone voice. 877-CASH-NOW. Stuart seems like the kind of person who's <laughs> never watched a commercial. <laughs> No, I've seen those J.G. Wentworth commercials. What's nice is we don't have to watch a lot of commercials, and that's fucking great. I miss commercials, man. That's a golden age of shit we're missing out on. I have Hulu Live, so I see commercials, and I love them. I love commercials these days. They're they're so good. There's so many really genuinely funny commercials happening right now. Honestly, golden age. There's a reason I'm currently crafting a podcast about commercials. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know there was all this love for commercials. I thought we engaged in all these streaming services to get get the fuck away from them. Sometimes I'll put on Pluto just so I can watch a nice scammy commercial where they're trying to get money from me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I watch ESPN in the background while I work quite often. Uh-huh. And that's where I okay. see a whole lot of commercials. But also because I watch through a streaming cable service, there must be something where you pay for ads on ESPN but then you have to pay extra if you want them on the streaming services, I guess. Because every once in a while, there will be commercials, and then you just get a thing that says commercial break, and there is the funkiest music playing. It's like a 70s porn soundtrack. It's like, bow, 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 wow, wow. and it goes on for minutes, and then the show will be back. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Weird. How else are you going to yeah. call J.G. Wentworth if they're not getting their commercials out there? Exactly. Join the Unpops Blessing Circle. Use code Jeff is a bad person at checkout to save fifteen percent on your I disagree enrollment. with the code, but I also agree with me getting eight hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. Stuart, what were you gonna say? I, I'm starting to hear your side of the story about 
you know, why commercials have their their place in our world. Because I will say the the targeted ads that I get on social media are no better. You know, sure, yeah. they it seems like the algorithm knows exactly what I want or can create a need that wasn't there for me. But it feel that feels somehow more insidious than just like this random Don't. person is like, yeah, I'm going to tell you a little bit about annuities, but not really explain it. Dude, I like the idea of just throwing shit against the wall and hoping it sticks. Like the commercial, like like doing commercials does, where it's just like, man, I'm yeah, watching like, cartoons. Do I want this cereal? Do I want that cereal? Is it going to be Waffle Crisp? Is it going to be Honeycomb? Who has the better commercial? I don't know. Yeah, an Instagram ad is targeted to your interests, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's never going to have Adina Menzel singing about Tara going into tax attorney. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you haven't watched television at all during COVID. And also, I like that they're like Instagram targeted ads. Well, commercials are targeted too. You know, they weren't pl- they weren't putting catheter commercials on Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, more if they were <laughs> right. Yeah, Mom, I think are, I need a catheter now. <laughs> those kids are at so Grandpa's house for the weekend. Yeah, imagine seeing a bunch of like weird like Happy Meal commercials at like Fox News at like nine p.m. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My my favorite was when I'd watch soccer on TV and it'd be in the middle of the day because it was happening at nighttime in Europe, and because it was happening in the middle of the day in America, they, they were all the ads during halftime were for the army or the the Coast Guard. <laughs> it's like, listen, if you're on your couch in the middle of the day on a Wednesday, maybe you should be serving our country in battle. I would like to correct you real quick, Stuart. It's football. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry. I mean, I don't want to be that guy, but it's football. Right. Yeah. I I love the idea of the American military advertising during soccer. It's like, hey, while you're enjoying this sporting match between two countries, we surely fucked at some point in the past. How about you join our military and you can do that, too? It's great. Have we made it illegal to let the military recruit in high schools yet? Or are we still just letting that happen? I think they still get to do it. That's so fucked, man. It's weird. I, the, the military didn't do it at my high school, and I think it's because the property values were so high and the uh, property taxes were so high that they're like they're really trying to push. They tried to push all of us into like four year colleges, into like white collar careers, and be like yeah. real professionals. I think, but you know, tons of comics that I talked to that went to other schools and just lived a very different life from me were you know heavily influenced by military the military. Recruiters. Didn't recruit at the rich school. Weird. That's so yeah. weird. That's so strange. I'm here to bring you the local about that. I'm here to bring you the local news, guys. <laughs> Breaking news: Rich kids don't have to enter the military. Yeah, there was some MTV show way back in the late '90s, early 2000s, and I don't even remember what they were profiling. I think it was like True Life. True Life. It sounds like yeah. And these two dudes were military recruiters. And at one point, they were at a high school talking to these kids. And he was like, well, what do you want to do when you grow up? And the guy was like, I want to be a rapper. And he goes, you know, Shaggy was a Marine. It's like, what? That's, Can that's I be all honest? you got? That's a, great, that's a great selling point in the late 90s, early 2000s. Are you kidding me? Right in the no. it wasn't me fever? No, not. <laughs> I don't think this kid wanted to be a Shaggy kind of rapper. Shaggy. Shaggy. Can you rap like you have a frog in your throat? I sure can. <laughs> and then have you ever heard Shaggy talk? He's like, hello. Hello. My I name was... is Reginald Shaggy. And I am <laughs> I am here to recruit you for the Marines. <laughs> hey, speaking of rich kids, let's talk about Penn State. You won't believe it, but Penn State, it depends on what opinion, more like it depends. I was going to get me to it. <laughs> <laughs> 
what side you're on here, whether Penn State is doing the right thing or wrong thing. On the one hand, the university itself is not doing the right thing in that they're not really too concerned about COVID. There's no vaccine mandates. You don't have to be vaccinated to go to a game at Beaver Stadium, a.k.a. Happy Valley. It's my favorite Ice Cube song, by the way, is no vaccine. (laughs) You think Ice Cube's vaccinated? I bet he's not. I don't think so. Is it, is it weird to say no? Yeah, well, he's he's our nation's preeminent anti-Semite in chief, and we have to give him his respect. Anyway, <laughs> Penn State, <laughs> they're not doing any kind of vaccine mandates, no proof of a negative COVID test at football games. Those football games have been packed. They just did a whiteout game recently, which is where they ask everyone to wear white to match their faces, and... That stadium holds like 100,000 people, so they're not doing good. But the professors are really rebelling against this, if you can believe it. The educated people at the university? (laughs) Crazy. figure. Wild. They have been protesting this since at least August. The first protest happened in early August. They did a zoom-in, which it's what it sounds like. They were like, we're only... Try to see a picture. Yeah. You expand... Yeah. yeah, yeah, you have it digitized and then, you know. It's what perfected. they did on CSI all the time. Right, exactly. Enhance that picture, please. <laughs> yeah, they, they would only teach on Zoom. And then they're doing a protest right now, or this week as we record this, where they are going to stage walkouts and only teach outdoors. In between those two things, there was a rally to encourage the school to impose vaccine mandates and a professor was charged with assaulting a anti-vax counter protester fuck when yeah do you, when do you ever hear the story go that way i gotta it's usually be honest the, shout out to yeah, walter oliver yeah. baker yeah walter yeah. oliver baker 36 charged with simple assault yeah those tweed elbow patches have padding <laughs> so you can fight better <laughs> it's like wrestling there's like a like a lead plate yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's Bro, usually, Bach. yeah. Bach, it's oh, usually, that's Walter Oliver Baker's music. <laughs> it's usually the anti-vaxxers punching the educators. So that's a neat turn. I love it. Mm. Like, yeah. let's flip this coin more often. This is a quote. I want the administration to appreciate the fact that their faculty, their students, and their community expect more from them. Quite frankly, we're living through a health crisis that we haven't seen for over a century. In the place... I was going to say Penn State's like, this isn't even the worst crisis we've had in 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's the thing. On you know, the list of... pretty. <laughs> Penn State's the, like, you want us to care about who? Yeah, on the, on the list of crimes committed by Penn State as a university and institution, this is kind of way down the list. But hey, Joe Paterno died, so problem fixed itself that was david almeida professor of human development and family studies that was his quote they want the school to do better they probably won't but yeah historically the school has not done better yeah yeah i think i'm sure they're happy that like at least this kind of harm to the students they're doing to themselves by not getting vaccinated at least there's you know there's no one individual that's like perpetrating this shit I always think it's really funny the people that like, you know, Penn State was a dream school. They finally they get in and then immediately the Sandusky story breaks and it's like, ah, I wonder if Cornell's still hiring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can I still go to see hiring? Do you, hire? Do you hire students? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you remember when Joe Paterno was fired and 
Ashton Kutcher without really digging into why it happened. He must have just seen a headline that said Joe Paterno fired, and he tweeted something like, I don't know what Joe Paterno did, but he doesn't deserve to be fired like that. And he was fired for covering up the fucking sex abuse scandal. And then he had to, like, retract that tweet. And then I think he just quit using Twitter after that. Yeah, Ashton Kutcher's like, I'm so sorry. While I have you here, do not tip your Uber drivers. <laughs> yeah. Is that yeah. another thing he promoted? He sure he said that on Late Night. Oh, wow. That's what was crazy. his justification for that? That he is a partner in Uber and he wants more people to use it. Oh. So why, why would you not tip? Because it was all-inclusive. This was before they added the tipping option. Oh. Oh. That fucking guy. Yeah. It just goes to show that, like, you know, the more money you have, the less perspective you have on <laughs> reality and what, you know, people day-to-day go through. Protect your tech, you know? <laughs> it's a good, that's a good pull, Jeff. <laughs> hey, let's talk about rich people to finish Speaking this episode out. Stuart. Speaking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not rich. Older people in my family are. So you're, and I you're what reap we like the to benefits. Call, you're like we like to call future rich. Yeah, <laughs> those fuckers exactly. are dying. You're getting it. Yeah, I'm waiting on inheritance money. <laughs> Man, we're gonna rob the shit out of you. You're gonna have a real rough time because like your family's gonna die, and you're gonna be like, oh, at least I have this, and we're gonna jack you so hard for that money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that you think that the way rich people keep their money. <laughs> when you, the way you said it is that like there's just gonna be like. Boxes of money that are just sent to the house. From what I understand, from what I understand from rich people, it trickles down. <laughs> but it's it, you just have one room that it's all in, right? Oh, yeah, I would, yeah. I would also like to dive into it. I would like to add that we did. I did say that we will jack you so hard for that money, and uh, yeah, and that <laughs> could have come. been a better <laughs> sentence. <laughs> at least hot. it gets to come once. It's like it was worth it. It's like a high priced escort. Have you not come? before <laughs> at least i'll get to come once before i die <laughs> no but just you know while while i have all this wealth ah uh, yeah well that's why they call it the le petit mort yeah yeah <laughs> hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting go to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price priceline let's talk about rich people there is a war afoot in california everybody it is a war that's been going on for over a year it involves two rich fucking assholes in laguna beach Oof! the rich fucking assholes of california is laguna beach yeah it's kind of a redundant statement though we put it out (laughs) in one corner bond king bill gross this man's worth more than a billion dollars king perfect perfect name billion gross in the other corner tech entrepreneur mark tofik and let me tell you i did these notes using dictation software uh-huh they they do not understand the word the name tofik at all that was about is it, three- is it t-o-w-f-i-q is that how his yeah. Name is yeah yeah it sounds like his name is like a tech company probably is yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like yeah it's, it's like lyft or <laughs> <laughs> So the, the cause of their dispute, 
Bill Gross put up a 22-foot-long glass lawn sculpture, and Mark Tofik got very upset about this, and he said it was blocking his view. But we'll link to these articles. Did did everyone see what his view is that he was complaining about? Yeah, about it was. View. Yeah, I mean, I'm, people live in Laguna Beach, I assume, for the lovely view of the slowly oil filling ocean. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. To the for all well, the and, be- and the beautiful view of all the white people that are allowed to live in Laguna Beach. And see, yeah. that's the thing. If you look at this picture in the view he's talking about having blocked. You just see the side of an apartment complex. It's not like the ocean is out this window that he's complaining about. Don't you love when a billionaire lives near an apartment complex? Oh, yeah. And you're like, what are you doing with your money? Well, I mean, this house that this guy owns, he paid like $36 million for it. So it's those are probably expensive apartments, too. Who Who among us? Yeah. There but for the grace of God, go I. (laughs) This glass sculpture, it's made by a guy named... Dale Chihuly. I went to Seattle recently, and there is a glass museum in Seattle that I cannot recommend highly enough. And it's all the work of this guy, Dale Chihuly. He is a renowned glass artist. In that museum, he has these glass sculptures that take up entire rooms. Like, it's the most amazing shit I've ever seen. And what I'm getting at is if my neighbor put one of those up with an eye shot of me, I would be psyched. Like, it is fucking art i mean a lot and, of it has to do with the fucking football net that they have blocking it because it does like kind of look shitty when yeah you look i think at the, the net view, the like, net is more obstructive than the the art the net is more obstructive but that's not what he complained about he initially complained about just the sculpture it just and, looks like a blue glass fence yeah again i i get if the view that was being blocked was anything that interesting but it's the side of a building yeah i mean the net is an eyesore that's i mean i guess like if it would be like if you took the net down and it was just the the blue i'd be like it's fine yeah agreed you know yeah but here's the thing like i feel like you're doing that thing where people are like well i might be rich someday and this will be my point of view like, this guy can have a fucking net next to his window. He'll live. No, it's not that. I'm just looking at I'm because I looked at the photo, the one in the L.A. Times, and it, yeah, that does kind of look like shit. And I don't think I'm ever going to be rich. <laughs> I mean, it, it looks like shit, but he got the permits for it. So and we, we don't know what this guy's house looks like. Yeah, it seems like a very petty complaint to take this seriously. I mean, yeah. I want I want all rich people to settle it the way fucking what's his name the shitty piece of shit senator Rand paul got dealt with by his neighbor let him fucking nerd fight it out yeah just get slide tackled across your front yard oh that's what i want like you should there should be a certain amount of money where you're not allowed to go to court over your complaints you have to fight it out yeah yeah, you These can't two... use your resources and influence no. monetarily. You just gotta you use have your to brute strength. Duke it out, yeah. And like you can pay like a you, you like pay Bass Rutten to teach you how to fight or something like that. You can do sure. that. But it should be yeah. trial by combat for all like if you have more than ten million dollars, all complaints yeah. should have to be dealt with physically. I mean, other people can sue you, of course. Sure. But you should have to fight it out. The thing Mark Tofik is running up against here is that When you do rich asshole shit to another rich asshole, he's just got rich asshole money to do rich asshole shit back to you with not many consequences. So Bill Gross has been 
kind of low-key terrorizing this guy. And by that, I mean he's been blasting the Gilligan's Island theme outside at all hours of the night. And it's like he's gotten a jail sentence over it, and he's just like, hey, man, Gilligan's Island theme has special meaning to me. He said that to someone. And everyone's like, no, you're just, you're just harassing this guy because he wants you to take your sculpture down. And he's like, yeah, kind of, a little bit. I mean... And- I feel like I'd be a much better shitty neighbor than this guy is. Like, I'd be able to do some fucked up shit. Oh, well, you have to take something into account. This house is a vacation house for Bill Gross. He has another $30 million plus house very nearby that is his main home. And they're just at this place like five days a month. Which is one of their arguments. They're like, man, we're never even here. What's your, what, why don't you just leave us alone? Which makes it a weird place to put a multi-million dollar glass sculpture on the lawn if it's just your vacation house. But they're not there enough to like really get into fear thy neighbor kind of shit. Yeah. I mean, this is what rich people complain about is they complain about things like their view. And it's like, how much are you really enjoying this view that this thing is you know, blocking and just, you know, ruining your life. Aren't you busy, you know, working to, you know, keep all this, all this wealth? Like what's, how much are you really enjoying this? Honest question. Why doesn't he kill that guy? That's the thing. You got that much money. You can't get this guy to be killed. You coward. (laughs) Guess you don't care about your fucking view. Tofik fucking Mark. Oh, you want Tofik to have Bill Gross killed. See, I feel like it would, I feel like it would go the other way. It seems like Bill Gross probably has, Like the kill you and get away with it money of the two. Well, they're both billionaires. So kill you and get away with it is both on. It's on the table for both. Sure. Yeah. They should just go on a fucking trip to space and whichever rocket explodes. That's who loses. A race to Mars. (laughs) (laughs) So this is still an ongoing thing. When Mark Tofik asked Bill Gross about turning down the music, the response Bill Gross sent him by text was, Peace on all fronts, or we'll just have nightly concerts, big boy. Which, that's such a rich man response to get. I mean... I assume they both have really bro accents, because they live in Laguna Beach. It's like, dude, peace on all fronts, or we're just gonna keep <laughs> rocking these concerts, man. Uh, he looks like Dick Cavett. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> I didn't see uh, any pictures of Mark Tofik, but I guess I could look that up. Can we talk about pictures of Dale Chihuly? He looks like George Went became a pirate it's fucking great he's got an eye patch it's like narm like that's <laughs> that's the vibe that he presents and i it makes me love his art that much more mark Tofik uh, just looks like a dork dad yeah yeah he just he just looks like a dad nope. he's got a very nice house orange county register wrote an article about it and everything that's the other thing he got shit from his neighbors when he built his house because they were like it's going to be cooler than ours we don't want that I would like to add that the only cool-looking billionaire remains Rihanna. Mm. Yeah, not Beyonce. She built. They're billionaires yet. I know they were close. Oh, yeah, I'm sh- on the cusp. Yeah, there's no, there's no way Rihanna has more money than Jay Z. Well, I mean, the fashion well, line is what put Rihanna over. Yeah, yeah Jay Z's had a fashion line for a long, long time. That's true. As Beyonce says, of course, shit goes down when there's a billion dollars on the elevator. What she doesn't mention is that. 663 of those dollars belong to her sister. <laughs> That's fair. Everyone's contributing. I will say, yeah, yeah Beyonce lo- is a cool-looking billionaire. Jay-Z, I don't know if he looks cool enough to to be a cool-looking billionaire. He's He is cool enough, but I don't know if he looks cool enough. Yeah, he, yeah he, he, he's dorky a little bit. Yeah. Especially with the hair grown out. 
It's an interesting look, yeah. yeah. He's definitely a suit jacket with a baseball hat kind of guy, and I've always thought that was a weird look. But he's Jay-Z. That, he can do whatever he wants. He's the mayor of New York City. Yeah, that is the billionaire look. It's like, this is how I show I'm hip. I'm going to I'm gonna wear my very expensive suit jacket, and I'll, I'll put on a Yankees cap just to show I'm <laughs> one of the people. There, there is this mix of like true money being like, I don't give a fuck what I look like because I'm still rich. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, 100%. That's the dream. Let me wear my cargo shorts and polo shirts. <laughs> exactly. Just like I've always been. <laughs> How about this Virginia landlord? This is, we're going to have to link to this story. It's on the Daily Beast, mostly because we can't repeat most of what is in it. Stuart can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it, Stuart. Read this verbatim, please. You're untouchable. Uh, right. Your family's just- untouchable. Let me just, let me just, I mean, it's going to be a cold read, but. <laughs> uh, so David Merriman, he He's is not, a 56 year old landlord not in very, Southeastern Virginia. Not very merry, this gentleman. He is not merry, man. He owns more than $5 million worth of property, which in Southeastern Virginia, that's probably quite a bit of property. It's 400 properties. Long criminal record, lots of slumlord stuff under his belt. And now he's racking up complaints from mostly black female tenants about his behavior during COVID. What's crazy about this is he did almost all of this via text. Excellent. Which, Great choice. Yeah. That is an Keep it I in the ether forever. <laughs> yeah, that is an I don't give a fuck attitude of the highest order. Ooh, bonus? Yeah. He has no neck. No, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. He looks like a 56-year-old racist landlord named David Merriman. And uh, it's it, like what was happening is people couldn't pay their rent during COVID. Uh, that happened all across the country. And he was firing off texts to his tenants demanding that they pay rent. But he was being super racist about it. Some of the stuff I guess I can repeat. There was a few go back to Africa's in there. He told one woman to, quote, pay her bills like a white person, end quote. He clearly didn't grow up with the white people I grew up with. Yeah, which I, white I people was, is he talking about? Yeah. yeah, I was certainly not surrounded by good credit scores. I have a feeling, up, yeah, there's sure. there's a solid 33 and a third percent of the white people on this podcast that pay their bills on time. <laughs> <laughs> so now he's getting sued over this. Hmm. Good, fuck I, him. Isn't it like a $6 million suit with like $50,000 bonuses for every every amount of racial shit he said? Yeah, wow. because it's so much. It's so much racial shit. Yeah, there's so much documented shit. That's, that's so crazy. I love the like, I used he, to he, date a black girl line. <laughs> yeah, this is the... We'll link I've to the seen Daily, one. I can say this. <laughs> we'll link to the Daily Beast article so you can understand the depths of the craziness this man was getting up to. Speaking of the Daily Beast, they reached out to Merriman for comment about these allegations that he's being racist toward black women and his response was i used to date a black girl boom did he add anything else adam he did add this so before everyone jumps to conclusions let's hear david merriman out here goes the quote it just so happens i have no white people that are behind on their rent is that a coincidence or is that just weird i don't know what the pattern is called black lives matter like jesus christ man there's just there's no like no logic to it it's like a mad lib it sounds like somebody that would be a slumlord in eastern virginia yeah it's is there no way to stop this guy from buying property like not in america bro yeah i I wish that was part of like the the loan application questionnaire 
If we could have found out how to filter out racist property owners, 2016 would have been a very different year. True. Yeah. I don't know. It's a crazy story. I can't believe there's no rules regarding stuff like this. Because this guy, he's got all of these like slumlord type complaints that have been filed against him all over the past like 20 years. There's all this racist shit. And he still just gets to buy houses. It's crazy. All right. Let's talk about this last thing quick. It turns out South Dakota is the Cayman Islands of the United States. Who saw that coming? We're bringing jobs back to America, you guys. Right? The the Pandora Papers are a thing that just happened. And for the most part, the United States doesn't give a shit just because it's about all the financial improprieties of people in other countries. And they're not here. So what do we care? But one of the really interesting things that came out of that report is that A dozen or so U.S. states have become leaders in financial secrecy, with the biggest one being South Dakota. No way. Yeah, I wonder how many people realize what kind of a banking hub South Dakota is. Like, if you flip over your debit card or your credit card, there's probably a South Dakota address on it somewhere. Like, if you you live especially in Sioux Falls, you've probably either worked for a bank or applied to work for a bank. There's like an HSBC there, Citibank, Wells Fargo, all have like headquarters in South Dakota. Hmm. It, it seems like the kind of place that you would go to because they're like, ah, there's not like a lot of rules here. Yeah, this is where the Badlands National Park is. <laughs> Maybe there are more Badlands outside of the park. Yeah. And a bad governor. Yeah. Yeah. That woman yeah, is a that, nightmare. Yeah, Christy Nome is a real piece of shit. She wasn't governor yet when I lived in South Dakota, which I lived there for almost a decade. She wasn't governor yet, but she was getting close. I think she was elected a couple years after I left. It was a Bruin. And, and if you can believe it, under her watch, this thing where South Dakota helps people shield their money from taxes and scrutiny has really skyrocketed since she's taken office. Stuart. Who would expect a Trump worshiper like her to take that turn? Stuart, where hmm. do you, where do you go for this? <laughs> where do I go to hide? Yeah, where, where do you hide, <laughs> hide your, my money? Yeah. I don't know. I I just part of me just likes a tropical island a little bit more, you know, of I course. just Yeah, I mean like you, I feel like there has to be some sort of like destination kind of vibe to it. And South Dakota just doesn't offer that. You know, yeah, Switzerland at least has skiing and You do you know, have bar- a, a mild Tommy Bahama vibe for the casual thank you. for the casual. Thank day. you. I am doing this in my closet in front of all my Hawaiian shirts. That is fair. I don't know why I asked. That's not something you wear in South Dakota. They'd call you gay and kill you. But in, yeah. in the Cayman the, Islands, man, they're in. The yeah, I want to doing... get some color on my skin when I hide my money. No, there's not a lot of color on the skins in South Dakota. I'll tell you that. Except the tasty tato skins available at Buffalo Wild Wings. They do got a, they got a, they got a nice. Down. They do got a nice B dubs. I'm not going to lie. Couple of them. Yeah, the thing about doing this in South Dakota, if you ever had to go make that cool in-person withdrawal like you see in movies sometimes where they'll actually go the to the offshore bank. Yeah. yeah. In South Dakota, you could take your money and then go to any corner gas station and gamble it all away on video lottery, which is so very legal in South Dakota. There are video games where you can spend your entire paycheck in four hours just dotting the South Dakota landscape. It's fascinating. I'm in. Let's go. Yeah. I like a trash gambling. Yeah. Oof. I can you would love I can hide South my money Dakota. and then gamble it all away. 
Yeah. You're either going to lose at gambling or someone looking for opioids is going to come in and rob the place. Yeah. Could go either way. Yeah, give me that key to the safety deposit box. The old South but, Dakota uh, deposit. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I, I always knew South Dakota was a banking place, but I, I didn't realize it had turned into this. It really is like the, the Cayman Islands or Switzerland. You can just hide money there. And there's like human rights abusers hiding money there. The whole thing. It's just like a tropical island, except it's South Dakota and the weather is the worst. Yeah. It feels with so a lot bad. of ex-cons working in the oil fields at this point. Hmm. Yeah, that's North Dakota. Oh, yeah. Sorry, my bad. (laughs) I forget because they're the same place. They are essentially the same place. South Dakota is North Dakota with less construction. Yeah, that's like being like West Virginia. And you're like, you're just Virginia with more coal and less water. Yeah. When those state quarters first started coming out, there was a, a meme on the internet. One of them was North Dakota's state quarter, and it said celebrating our first black person. And then South Dakota's coin was someone whispering in someone's ear, and it said, did you hear about North Dakota's black person? (laughs) And those are the actual state quarters of those two places now. Yeah, it was weird. Starts starts a meme, becomes real. Yeah, Yeah. amazing. It's like how Rick Astley got all that streaming money from Rick Rolling. Man. (laughs) Man, talk about finding way to profit. Good for him. Has everyone seen the episode of Ted Lasso? Not yet. The Rickroll uh, episode? I yeah, I haven't seen the second season yet. Same. Get ready to cry at a Rick Astley song. Oof. So that's that's our episode. That's a sound. We did it. If you need to hide your money, do it in South Dakota, baby. Keep it in the United States. Help Christy Nome become our next Trump. Except don't. Please don't. No. Please yep. don't do that. Find a way to derail her political career. Please. Beyond getting Christy Nome out of office, do we have anything to plug before we get out of here? Anybody got an album they want to plug? Yeah. Uh, yeah I, mentioned, you... I mentioned at the top of the episode, but I, I got this album that I made. Released it last year during the pandemic. It's called Dandy Man. You can hear it on Sirius XM. You can hear it on all the other streaming platforms. And I'd love for people to listen to it. There's some good-ass comedy on there. Good-ass comedy. Yeah. It's I'm actually all-ass jokes. It's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm at Stuart B. Thompson on all the socials, so... You can find me there. Jeff. Well, I don't know if you know this, but I have cool friends and I have a podcast called Jeff Has Cool Friends. It is currently a bi-weekly podcast where I interview all my cool friends available at patreon.com slash Jeff May for early unedited episodes with bonus content. Got more stuff coming on that Patreon, so you're going to want to check that out. You can also check out You Don't Even Like Sports, sports podcast for people who don't like sports like Stuart. <laughs> and, and Jeff. <laughs> you fucker. You fucker. And, of course, Unpops, both on the Unpops Network and Tom and Jeff Watch Batman on the Gamefully Unemployed Network. Pay me to write articles on Substack, Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Friends. That's where you can do that. Also, unpopsnetwork.supercast.tech or patreon.com slash unpops. You can subscribe and get bonus episodes and help us keep the lights on. Uh, And I think that's it. Should we get out of here? Stuart, say goodbye. Bye, y'all. Jeff, say goodbye. You get the racist Southern landlord rookie card. There's millions of them. Bye, everybody. We love you. Bristol Street. Bring a blood object to Bristol Street. Bring a blood object to Bristol Street.